What up, Pops? Yeah, buddy. Man, we about to get this thing going. In one second, don't y'all worry about it. Hollis Jerry, what up? Oh, Adina, what is good? Go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, what up? Congratulations on this graduation coming up. We're going to try to make it. What's good? Yeah. Boy, smart people in my family. to another episode of the Strategically Reckless Podcast. I am your host, Jay Brown, a.k.a. Mr. 710, and we are back up in this thing once again. Yeah. Hey, man, listen. It's, it's been one of those weeks, yo. It's definitely been one of those weeks, and it is. I can't wait. I cannot wait to fill y'all in on everything that's been going on, but we got a dope show planned for you today. On today's show, we gonna do since last week, like we always do. What up, E? What up, E Pantola? Yeah. I mean, I messed that up. E Pan was good. Listen, we gonna talk about fan entitlement. I know what I had on the thing. I kind of switched it up at the last minute, but we gonna talk about this, uh, the sports commentator that messed up really real bad real bad and what that means we got a lot going on for you today and also we're going to talk about baby girl walking since this was good but listen since last week i want to start off this show listen y'all know that i am a very 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 proud big brother and when it comes down to my little brother and bowling and whatnot I can't be more proud. I feel like if if Seth Curry was the older one, I would feel like Seth Curry watching Steph do what he do. That that's how I would feel for real, for real. But listen, what up, bro? Man, you're right on time. But I want to start off this show by saying uh, congratulations to Julian Brown and his teammate Zach Carter. Right now, if I'm not mistaken, they are first place in doubles at the USBC Masters. Very, very prestigious tournament. Listen, they was out in Reno representing. I wish there was a way that I was able to watch it, watch it live. But they was out there representing in the leave first place over there. What up, Exodus? To leave, leave with first place over there? Well, that's huge. That's monster. USBC Open Championship. That is monstrous. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> Yo, that's so heavy. Let them, uh, listen, I'm keeping my fingers crossed all of them west side staff to make sure, you know, to, to bring that on the end. Let that first place hold. Congratulations to you on that one, bro. Secondly, yo, baby girl is walking now. Yeah, the, the youngest one. 
she walking now and she went from taking like she went from crawling to taking like four steps and now she gone and she still fall but she be gone and here this is the problem these new steps they not as loud as the crawl so I gotta watch her different now like I can't just listen for when the when the crawl started to get a little far far away. Like you gotta you gotta you wait for the fall now. You wait for the fall and kinda use that like sonar, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like Katoom. Oh yeah, she's still a liberal. I ain't gotta get up yet. But yeah, she it like he says it's time to put up gates, you are right. She has figured out stairs already. And she she just turned one in March. Yeah, stairs. She's figuring them out. She can go all the way to the top. We got about 19 stairs and she can get to the top. The only problem is the way she gonna come down is the way she gonna come down. Any way she gonna make it, it ain't gonna be good. Gonna be with her face first. Like she tried to go down, it's face first. Kadoo, 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 kadoo. That's what it was gonna be. But she can get up, no problem. The other part is having to watch her, having to be on. Like you gotta be on when you got a one year old that just started walking. And part of, part of our problem is that she don't wanna play with her toys. And yeah, she put everything in her mouth. She take the toy, stick them in her mouth, and start running. Slow down. Slow down. She turn around and she will. You look down to see what the other girl doing. Baby girl gonna have a pair of scissors in her hand, walking, both hands up, both hands up, just walking wobbly. Come on, man. Like, we be trying to make sure that she don't fall on the dogs. We be trying to make sure she's not running with stuff in her mouth and in her hands. And now that she can see more stuff that she was able, like, because she can stand up now, she can see everything. And everything that she can reach, oh, she reaching. She reach, reaching. She grabbing all of that. Yeah, she got one of them big baby heads. One of them, all them babies that be out here with them Bobby's World heads. But yeah, man, that that, that is is crazy because now it's like you just got to be on it now. Like I said before, she would crawl off. You'll call her name and she'll look at you, see what you got, and now she gonna keep going. Now that now that she can walk, her turnaround game is still trash right now. And she ain't, she ain't trying to do too much turning around. What up, cat? Ain't doing too much turning around. Hey, everybody who know Bobby's girl, you just aged yourself just a little bit. Don't even worry about it. I'm old too. You see it. But look, since last week, yeah, it was real windy here in Atlanta. Super windy where I stay for no reason. We got a bunch of old trees. On our, on our land and whatnot and a couple branches fell down and you know 
when when branches and stuff like that outside the normal yard work pulling weeds cutting uh hitting them with the weed whacker cutting the grass like i do all of that cutting down trees i do all of that but it's just trees only you got a nest in there that messes me up you got lizards in the trees that messes me up and in this situation today the city boy came out the city boy that my grandfather could not stand stood up and represented at the worst of times and here's the problem i'm out here with i'm out here cutting this cutting this tree up like it's it is a huge branch it's a huge branch there. and we had a wind come through and knocked one down and then the next like within the next two days another wind came through and knocked down one that was equally as big it wasn't one that i could just move so i had to cut that thing i had to cut that thing i pulled out the chainsaw and the chainsaw made everything easier until i got the cutting and you know the tree had been down for a couple days and you know the little knots that be in the trees they got the circles well thousands of ants came out it was ants all over the place and i panicked I panic. I don't know what to do. In the house, I'm gonna just get some spray. I did not think to do that outside. Like I, I'll use wasp spray outside, but using ant spray outside felt counterproductive. But it's me and my chainsaw, and I'm going to town. But these ants are bothering me. Like it's a thousand of these, the black ants. The black ants, it was bothering me. I couldn't, I couldn't keep going. Like they just kept coming out of this little, out of the knot. What up, Mira? They kept coming out the knot. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't bring me and my chainsaw. Like if it was a person, I was going to win. But these thousands of ants, I struggle with. I'm itching right now as I'm talking about it. The struggle has become real for me. Another thing that I struggle with is I don't, I don't like waiting. I don't like waiting for situations that feel like it should take short, shorter periods of time. And I'm gonna try to tell y'all this. I'm gonna tell you this story. Two stories at the same time. This is about to be dope. I ain't never tried this before, but two stories at the same time. And so, this is my last week of bowling. It's on a, uh, I want to say Wednesday. And on this Wednesday, as I'm out the door, my wife's hands start hurting. And so, I'm helping her get the food ready for the kids. And But she's in pain. Now, I probably... I probably, I got, probably got dinged on the good husband meter because I went bowling even though her hands were hurting. Probably got dinged on the good husband meter. They're going to take some points off at the end of the year. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I'm still in the plus. But I went. As I'm there, I'm bowling pretty good. I get this message. I get a voice message, not just a regular message. So you read a regular message. It can say one thing, but when you hear the voice and it's like, my wife is crying on this voice message telling me that she's in a whole lot of pain and she might have to go to the ER if it doesn't slow down. 
now I'm put in a I'm putting in an objective situation. I start bowling, not bad, but not as good as I was, because now I'm worried about my wife. I should leave. Again, still I'm getting dinged. I'm already getting dinged. Guy comes over, he's talking trash to me about. Oh, he's talking trash because I beat his ass the first game. He's back now. He's bowling well, and now he's loud. He done shot his whole, he, he didn't know he had shot his whole load early. He got hit premature, premature. But anyway, my wife is at home and she's getting the kids ready and I know she's in pain and that she's left the second message. Yes, I'm gonna go ahead and make that call so I can go. I'm gonna call one of my friends so that they can take me because what we're not doing is calling 911 and having that $2,000 to start. I mean, you call that ambulance, it's $2,000 immediately before you get in, because they had to come out, because they bagged it out. Two Gs. Two Gs. And so at this point, I'm striking again. I'm striking again. I am... Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to these messages and trying not to bring my teammates down. My brother bowling pretty well. My other teammate bowling pretty well. This is the last week of the season. We is money on the line. I know my wife wasn't going to die. I know she wasn't going to die, but she was in severe, severe discomfort. Well, the message came through that she's going to go ahead and get a ride to the, uh, get a ride to the ER. Should I just meet her up there? And by this time, I'm finished. I ran out, didn't even wait to collect the money or anything like that. And um, this is the part that it got bad. Like, I'm feeling good about bowling well, but also worried about my wife. Like I said, I ran I ran up out of there. I didn't speak to nobody after I left. And we get to, I end up meeting her at the house. I, I got to the house before they even left. That's how, that's how I was out here driving. Hey. <laughs> I pull up, grab my wife, and now she's in super pain. She in super pain, and with the pains that she have, it's nothing I can do anything about. Like, lupus is trash. Anybody, y'all can go ahead and put F, Luke, F lupus in the chat room. I greatly appreciate that. F lupus. You can, put, you can spell it all the way out if you want to. You know what I'm saying? But we out here, we get to the hospital, she's in pain. Now, one thing I realized, from, from the outside, most of these hospitals look like they find decent. Until you get in and then you start waiting. And they moving you from place to place within the lobby. So from registration to triage, triage back to the waiting room, and but it's people still coming in it's people coming out and we try to figure out like all right we need to do something about this pain this is why we're here ain't nobody in this lobby bleeding let's figure out this pain triage goes and gives her i'm I'm gonna go ahead and say I, i feel like i feel like whenever you go to the er for pain they call your bluff with a they call your bluff with a Shakita, what up? 
They call you a bluff with a placebo. Wife of a preacher was good. They give you a placebo. They they give you they might give you a little diet. They give you a diet Percocet. Bam. Pain. You know what, bro? She said pain was on level nine. Nine and a half. And that wasn't that wasn't high enough. Cause she we sat. And we sat and we sat. They gave her that little, they gave her that diet perk. That diet Percocet didn't do a damn thing. And they knew it. They know it. They have no idea. I no idea when the band is gonna be open. My wife's struggling. There's other people sitting in the lobby. Like, this is this is bad. We all sit, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm not in pain, but now I just get done bowling. I hadn't eaten since like three o'clock. At this point now it's 10 and we sitting there and we're waiting. 11 o'clock, we're waiting. 12 o'clock, we're waiting. She's still in pain. Jason, can you go up there and see what's taking so long? Now, anybody that know me, I try to, I try to be, I don't want to start off reckless. I get to reckless, but I don't want to start off reckless. Hey, my wife in pain, man. This shit sucked to look at. I can't do nothing about it. And that perk, you already know it was a diet. You gave her a diet perk. Come on, man. We get, you got to do something better. You got to do something better than, than this little children's title now that you just gave her. But they treat everybody like they crackheads when they come in. And I understand it. They treat everybody like they crackheads. You almost you almost got to come in there bleeding. I was about to lie and say she had some internal bleeding so that they can get it to the back. Y'all can't see it. Y'all got to get it to the back. I tell you what. One of the best things about this whole situation is it makes people it makes people jump straight to uh I'm gonna be inhumane for a minute because it it was for me for me I'm like I don't know nobody else in here I ain't seen nobody else bleeding in here so y'all pain is y'all pain and her pain is her pain but some of y'all might be fake some of y'all might she done died twice over there. Y'all still on y'all first death. Yo, y'all gotta get to my wife before she die again. This ain't no good. And she wasn't on the brink of death in that way, but she said she felt like it. And that's enough for me. Come on, man. We get that 10. It wasn't until after 1.30 that we actually got to the back so she could get a bed. 1.30. Now I'm and I'm I'm trying not to be mad. Trying not to be mad. We go to the back. They they give her. She still got her blood pressure cuff from that they gave her when she was in triage. And we sitting we sitting back there, and I'm pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth like yo, come on man. They finally give me a chair. There's no other chair in the room. I sit down. Probably about 2.45. I dozed off. I dozed off. I, I, 
I don't even, I don't remember falling asleep. I dozed out when I woke up. I still hear my wife moaning. Hey, did I miss something? Ain't been in here yet? Oh no, this is hell no. Right. We done been, we done been here almost, oh, almost five hours, man. Everybody done nothing but give you a diet perk. All right, I went outside the room. I had to start asking some questions, yo. Come on, like, what do y'all do? What y'all doing? Don't don't make me be that guy. Could I be that guy? Brandon Oil with 84. What's good? That name sounds familiar. Look, 325, they finally come in there and hook her up with some with, with some of the stuff that she needs in order to help her feel better. Feel better. 325. I wanna give this hospital a bad Yelp review. I just didn't know if they had hospital Yelp and if anybody looked at it. But, you know, here's the crazy part. When I go, when I, I posted about it and I tagged the hospital and everybody that's familiar with the hospital came up to me and was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, y'all shouldn't have went there. You should have told me. You should have told me that that's where you was going. I would have told you not to go there. Treacy, what's up, though? I would have told you not to go there. I was like, damn, we got we got hospitals that you shouldn't go to. And I, I get it. Like county. County on, on TV is is that hospital. But you you would hope that those hospitals did not exist in real life, considering that we are not in the inner city. We just where black people live, I suppose. But they was getting real close to making me go giant queue up in that thing. That thing was going to be thinking because I felt like stuff should be moving faster than that. And if you tell me that, hey, somebody over here is critical, I'm going to tell you that my wife done died twice. Ain't nothing more critical than that. She even came back twice. Y'all come on in here. Now, all she really needs is an IV that's going to take two minutes. While you're in here, go ahead and do it. That's it. I just got to get you in here. Don't turn me into that guy. Don't turn me into that guy. Like, I'm not above. I'm not above that. I'm not above being that guy when I feel like I need to. One thing I did want to talk about before I got out of here today was fan entitlement. Fan entitlement. Yeah, those people at the game being that guy. Like we've seen people on TV that's that's louder than everybody else. We've seen the incident that just happened last uh last night where the ball went into the crowd and Joker tried to grab those uh grab the basketball from him and he held on to it real tight. <laughs> ball popped out. I don't know why a dude is trying to hold on real tight like he's stronger than Joker anyway. But anyway, that's beside the point. And so Joker kind of gave him a little, gave him a little stiff arm. Gave him a little stiff arm. And I'd be like, man, why? Why do these fans? You know what? It's people, it's people in this chat that go to events. What is your expectation when you buy that ticket? Like, what's the expectation when you buy that ticket? 
for me, if I buy a ticket to a basketball game, I want to watch good basketball. Ball comes to me. Hey, I, if I'm sitting close enough where a ball can come to me, I'm just throwing it back in. I ain't trying to take no jumper, a none like that. I ain't trying to hold on to it to hand it to the refs. I just want to watch. I am here to be entertained. And the only time that I would have a problem with not being entertained, so at a sporting event, if I come, if I go to a sporting event and I go watch the Hawks versus the Grizzlies, neither one of them are my team, I have nothing to say. I just want to watch good basketball. If I go to a Hawks game and they're playing my team, the Chicago Bulls, I will clap for my team. I ain't got nothing to say to Trey Young or Adrian, you know, AJ Griffin or none of them other people. I ain't got nothing to say to John Collins. We went to the Bears game when they played against the Falcons, my brother and I, we went to that game and I ain't got to, to say nothing to no Falcons fans. I ain't got to say nothing directly to the Falcons themselves. I cheer for my team. I, I don't understand. I do not understand the person who go get all kind of belligerent and be yelling stuff that I know for a fact that they would not say had they seen these people in real life in HD 4K. They be trying to take a picture with these people, but I just don't understand being out here saying stuff that you wouldn't say at work that you wouldn't see in front of these people's faces. Come on, man. Like, some of these things be extra, extra lit. Do I agree that that forearm should have cost the Joker 25000 That's twenty five, twenty five thousand 25000 for that. He tried to take the ball from old boy and old boy didn't want to give it up. But old boy ain't just old boy. I mean, he old boy to you and I. If we just happen, if we're not fans of the Suns, we don't know who this person is. That person just ended up being the owner, the new owner of the Phoenix Suns. He hadn't even owned the team for a whole six months yet. Robert Sarver just had to sell that thing in December. Man, what y'all doing? That ink on your check ain't even cleared yet. I mean, it ain't even dry yet. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I know what dude was doing, but at the same time, bro, that ain't your place. You can't be out here stopping fast breaks because you want to hold on to the ball because it's not your job. I don't even know how to say that. SBE noise. What up, though? But I came to watch, and I do understand there are lines that can't be crossed. I'm not going to yell stuff at players. I don't, I don't know if I dislike players that much to yell stuff at them while they are competing. It's something I paid to do. 
Now, if I'm competing against you and we're talking shit to each other, then you can get that energy because I am competing against you and one good one good line deserves another one. I I give it to you. I make jokes online about rivals and everything like that. Like it's not it's not that part. Hmm. I make jokes about rivals. I make jokes about players that I like. If you do something, but throwing food, throwing batteries that you done spun around in your remote and thrown in the freezer. Like why you who takes batteries to sporting events to throw? Come on man. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But I also know that if old boy was Jason and not the owner of the sons, that person would have been kicked out of the game. That person would not have seen the rest of the game. It was a reason why they kept panning the buddy. They kept showing buddy on the screen. And normally when something like that happens, they don't keep showing this person on the screen over and over and over again. See, y'all don't know what the girl looked like that tried to jump on the court in Minnesota. Y'all never seen her. Yeah, she got that. She got that ass tackle. But y'all saw this dude over and over and over again. They kept showing him. He's the owner of the team, the new owner of the team. Come on, man. Like I'm, I think about the players that I dislike the most. That I dislike the most, and it was only because it was not that personal. It was just because they were competing against my teams they were the best players on the teams that was complete competing against my teams and so i cannot stand patrick ewing patrick ewing back in the day i couldn't stand him i couldn't stand nobody on the knicks i didn't like i didn't like anybody on the knicks until spreewell and Allie houston Outside of that, I couldn't stand Isaiah Thomas. I, it's a, it's a, and it's Chicago. That's Chicago right then. It's still a part of Isaiah Thomas that, that just don't sit right. I ain't, but I also didn't like none of the bad boy pistols. All of them got, all of them was racist. I ain't like Reggie Miller. I, ain't, I don't like Albert Pujols. I ain't like Mark McGuire. I ain't like Christian Leitner, but nobody like Christian Leitner. Everybody hates Christian Leitner. Even some Duke fans. Even some Duke fans. But you know what's crazy? I was uh I was having this I was I was having this conversation with my pops when I was I was reading this article about uh, this conversation that Patrick Beverly had, and he was talking about like 50% of NBA players don't love the game. And I was like, I can see that. I can see that. We, 
we forget that. And this is super. This is super NBA here. It's a super sports every show. It's the playoffs. Playoffs on right now. I'm I'm gonna wrap it up before this next game get ready to get started. But for them not to love the game, it makes sense to me. And one, you know, it's a lot of people that's like we forget that it's a it's a job. Like they are. They are doing this for work. They are doing this to support their family. This is a job. This is just like with a lot of people. There are certain things that people just able to do that they do not like. They just they just do it because they like what it brings. And if you had a 16-year-old that was 6'5", they were like, hey, hey, young man, have you ever thought about playing basketball? Nope. Well, here, come on in here. And that 6'5 kid just happened to be a lot stronger, a little bit faster, and, and could jump higher than everybody else, but his love is volleyball. His love is volleyball, but you know, threw a basketball in his hand, and he became popular. Didn't have to do as much homework. At that point, yeah, basketball is cool. I'll figure it out. I will take this basketball train wherever it, wherever it takes me. And for some people, they make it all the way to the NBA. And those people in the NBA that butter was good, those people in the NBA, and we see a lot of them that are the same player that they were the day that they stepped foot in the NBA to the day that they hung that jersey up for the last time those people those basketball players are the ones that just like what basketball has brought to them i probably say 80 percent don't 80 percent of them don't love the game they don't love the game we're talking about some people that just don't have they maxed out their talent we're not talking about those people we talking about the people that you see the talent, you see the potential, and they just did not work on their game. One of the things that we were talking about and my dad brought up was um, the people that don't get better at shooting free throws. Just, just didn't get better at shooting free throws. Every time you get fouled, You don't really, you can get help. You can get help. It's help for free throws, you would think. But you see people that, that just hadn't worked on their game. And then you also see people that get, that get stronger. You see people that could end up shooting a little bit better. You see people that round out their game. You make those people love the game. Those people, or they just, or they just love the. They just love not sucking. They love the process. They they like the work. But I understand folks loving what a million dollar job would do for you. Loving what that million dollar gig could do for you. I get it. But I wouldn't mess that up because that's all. If that's all I had to do, what up, Diane? B. Smith, five eighty six. 
That's all I had to do. That's my that's my one job. Man, I would that's what I would do. I mean, I say you got one job, but you are essentially running your own side NBA basketball player entity. Like that's your corporation. You know, you running stuff off of that. Like, yes, that's your job, but the whole situation is a is an entity. I understand that. And some people take that business side a little bit more important than the basketball side. But, man, you got... It wasn't a surprise to me to hear him say that half. And I think he was being nice with half. I think he was being nice. Who wasn't being nice? I say, I'm make sure I get these in because I got this... I got this crazy story to tell y'all that happened back in the day. What was not crazy was Glenn, I don't even know how to say, say their last name, Kuiper. I want to say K-U-I-P-E-R. Now, this guy, he does, he's a commentator for the Oakland Athletics. It's a Major League Baseball team. This guy said that he was he had went to the nigger league museum and a some barbecue spot Albert's barbecue spot or whatever it was him and another guy on TV and when he said nigger league museum the other guy heard it and did not he didn't blink he didn't look at him crazy he didn't look no kind of way that Oakland A's announcer has apologized. But I know he went, they went to the Negro League Museum. They went to the Lego League Museum. Now here's a problem. You cannot, you cannot drop that in bomb. And he dropped it so clean and it was so clean that his boy didn't even look up and be like, hey, what you doing? And for a lot of people, when they come out that clean, or they just be dropping them off all willy-nilly in their regular life, there's no proof, just an assumption that they be dropping them off in their regular life. Like, they they say nigga a lot. They probably say nigga a lot. Both of them. Or even if the other one don't, he's so used to hearing Buddy say it. Like that was they running joke while they was at the museum. You know I had to click on one of the little click on one of the threads just to see what people were saying and they were like oh 20 years on the job with no slip ups oh he can make one mistake he talk all the time and while I'm saying yeah 20 years on the job with no slip ups and while I also feel like nobody should be perfect there are 
certain there's certain there's certain times you just you have to be. You gotta be. Nigga League Museum, that came out way too smooth. And when it come out too smooth, like I feel like people that's strongly against that word, anytime it's close, they are extra careful. Anytime it can be misconstrued, they they are extra careful. Negro comes out, they make sure that that O is stressed. Negro League uh, Museum. It, it, it's it's a stress. They want to make they want to make sure that you don't confuse them for being a little racist. And see, I, like I said, that that was the his his partner. His partner was the one that kind of gave it away because I've seen interviews like the Dwight Howard, the D interview that he had, and Dennis Schroeder was standing behind it. So Dwight Howard was being interviewed by a lady, and she asked she asked him a question about the game plan, and he was and he was like, "It starts with the D." Like we was we was real strong all night, but you know, we wanted to make sure our D was strong all night. And so he kept making the D insinuations in his answers to this lady. And then the shooter was behind the lady like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you saying this. Natural response. Natural response. And he was only talking about the D. When Booker T, way back when, back when WCW was still on, Booker T had a promo interview with Mean Gene Oakland, and he forgot. He made a mistake, and Booker T was like, you know what, Mean Gene Oakland? I, you know, when I see Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. And he forgot. It came out. And when he said it, he caught himself. Ooh. He caught himself, and I think it was Queen Elizabeth that was in this video with him. That when he said it, he caught himself. She was like, oh, let me pat you like it's going to be okay. But she reacted because it was, it was new. It was off script. It was something that she ain't used to them saying. used to hearing that. Yeah, it's funny to us. Because he messed up. He slipped up. I get it. I understand it. It's a little, it's a little bit of a double standard. But you can tell when one of them is truly an accident and is not said often. Especially not on air. Especially not in this circle. And then one that gets dropped out loud. Uh, wasn't there another commentator who said something about a guy's BD? Uh, probably, man. You know, these supposed to be these supposed to be reckless. You have no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just thought about I just thought about what BD was. And so yeah, there was this lady. 
it was a lady she was talking about uh he's now with the philadelphia eagles but his name is Jalen carter who she was referencing and she was like yes Jalen carter's big dick and says something like he's a big he has a big dick and he's a big man and and just you know you hear it and she just she just kept going it wasn't a, oops she just kept going i do remember that and you know they be out there in the they be out there at the NFL combine and they little he didn't do no workout at the combine because he had the legal stuff with the car accident. But uh, maybe in his pro day, maybe in his pro day he did it. I'm not sure that she was out here checking out of the jungle. But before I get out of here, I don't know why I was thinking about. Uh, I don't know why I was thinking about. <laughs> bad stuff happening at work and not and not doing anything about it like not not helping like would I help my like would I help my co-worker if they got into a fight while we was at lunch and I kind of answered that question for myself like this was this had to be probably in 2000 and 2001, 2002, somewhere around there. I was working for the, no, this was like, damn, man, it's about to sound, oh, this is back in the 1990s. It might have been 1999. But I was working for the street department and in Chicago, you know, we go around and pick up, I didn't, I didn't do the trash, but you know, up in Chicago, when you cut your grass, you're supposed to put it in the bag, put your clippings in the bag, set it out for the curb, set it out at the curb we come pick it up that's what i did and so get up early in the morning four or five o'clock boom do do some uh you know start up the route and you take your break you go to we, we would go to mcdonald's we would go to mcdonald's grab some breakfast sit around for a minute finish up the route before it got too hot and then you know after two after two you know, it's just miscellaneous stuff. Well, one day, we stop at this McDonald's at, and I go in there. Every morning, I go in there and wash my hands because we've already been working. I, I've already been hanging off the back of a truck by this at this time, like nine something. I go in the bathroom to wash my hands and the sink is full of water. And this homeless dude has his head down in the water. And so I just leave. I don't say nothing to old boy. I leave. I figure I just order my food when the time, you know, I order my food and, you know, maybe by the time I, my food came out, they'll be ready. You know, he'll be done in there. Sink will be clear. But I didn't say anything to him. Two minutes later, my coworker, Manny, Manny goes in the bathroom after he orders his food. And I have no idea what happened in there, but all hell broke loose. Manny comes out the bathroom and he's like, this guy is crazy. Now Manny, Manny is probably, Manny is probably about five, six, five, seven. He's Hispanic. He's very, very fair skinned. Like he, he, he looks like a white guy, but he's Hispanic. 
Manny comes out the bathroom. Then this guy is crazy in there, and it's an older, it's an older black guy that was in that was in the bathroom with his head in the sink. And he came out the bathroom, and I'm gonna try to clean this up as much as I can, so I don't have to put that this is a this explicit show. But dude came out, and he's like. You know the next time you see anybody in the bathroom taking out, taking care of his personal hygiene, you just shut the hell up. Use the F word. Now this is in the this is in the restaurant part of McDonald's. You just shut the hell up. You see somebody taking care of their personal hygiene, you shut up. You don't say a word to it. You know what? I'm in the right mind. I should just kick your ass all up and down this McDonald's. So man, it's just sitting there like, uh, I I don't, uh, the, yeah, try it, buddy. Yeah, you try it, buddy. Uh, but this is not this is not good for you. I will I will call the police. Now, where this McDonald's was and where the police station was, if you gave me two tries like golf, I can hit the police station with two rock throws. That's how close it was. Two rock throws. I throw a rock, run and go get it, and then throw another, throw it again. I can hit the police station. That's how, that's how close it was. It's 15 minutes have passed and this dude is going in on how much he's gonna whoop Manny's ass for interrupting me, for interrupting him. You see a black man in the bathroom taking care of his personal hygiene. You shut up or we all just gonna whoop your ass. These hands, you see these hands right here? Now many have sat down. This dude is standing behind many. You see these hands? You see these hands, mother lover. These hands are some dangerous weapons. And I should just kick your ass with these hands. Man is, man is sitting there and I'm sitting there like, now I'm I have distanced myself from Manny at this point and I'm sitting at the table with it's like me and like four other young dudes I have no idea who they were but now they like yo is that your mans and I'm like oh man we work together man but I don't know what he said to buddy in the bathroom but whatever it was it wasn't it wasn't cool and dude was just sitting there like, I got something real for your ass in these hands. I should just knock your ass out with these hands. And I'm talking about it was the biggest damn scene. And I'm, all right, I ain't shit. I get my food. The older man leaves. They said they were going to call the police. 20 minutes later, the police still ain't been there. Like I said, the police station is less than a block, maybe two away. This dude, is, this dude leaves, and so now I, I we get our food. I go in there, I wash my hands, and we get in the truck. And man, he's like, I was gonna kick his ass. I'm like, man, listen, man, you about to get your ass whooped by that homeless dude. You go. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna beat. He was gonna beat your ass all up and down this McDonald's. You just wait till we get back to the garage. 
Oh, you just wait till we get back to the garage. The way I'm going to tell this story. The way I'm going to tell this story, like, yo, y'all missed it. Manny almost got his ass whipped. He went in the bathroom and this dude had his head in the sink, right? And then when, because we had to tell stories like that. Yeah, he had his head in the sink, right? And then dude, Manny, I guess Manny tried to wash his hands in the water that dude had his face in at the same time. So the man came up and I thought he was gonna slap Manny with the with the wet hands. But he was just saying these they dangerous weapons. Manny was scared. He peed a little bit. After he peed a little bit, then he came out because his jeans was tight. We just thought it was a yeast, but it didn't matter. Like, and so the dude was threatening Manny. He had his hands all on the back of his hands. They were still wet. I don't know if he washed them. But I wasn't gonna let Manny get his ass whooped. But if he had he got Manny down, then it was gonna be over with. He got Manny down, then I was gonna get him up off of him. <laughs> Listen, I, I wish these these are some stories. Like I never forget when that dude was like, yo, I'm getting ready to he's gonna whoop his ass with some hepatitis. <laughs> it was gonna be all bad. It was gonna be all bad. But look, good people. I want to thank all y'all for tuning in. Once again, this episode is brought to you by the 710 Print Shop, where if you want to go get some stylish apparel, where you want to get a shirt that says exactly what you're saying, or exactly what you're feeling without having to say a word, go ahead and hit me up at www.the710printshop.com. And, you know, I still got a promo going up right now. Use Team 710, all caps, at checkout, and we will get you squared away. It's about to get busy for you. It's about to get busy for your boy, so you get your orders in now. Get your orders in, you pay up front, I get you taken care of. I got some classroom reunions coming up, my 25th year, live. 25 years outside of high school, that's longer than I've been alive. Also, family reunion shirts, we're going to be busy. we working, but we're going to keep trying to bring you dope episodes every week. And I'm doing better. I got two of these past episodes loaded. I'm going to load up another one tonight, a couple more tomorrow. This one going to be up by no later than Thursday. But until next time, good people, I'm out. Also, Lakers and five. I already bet some money on them. Lakers and five. We out. There we go. It's in there. Bam. Bam. Appreciate y'all. Y'all dope. Oh.